Hello. This podcast will cover the Belief About Deity Unit of the OCR Religious Education GCSE. It is not enough to just listen to this to gain the highest grades, but it will give you an overview of the unit. The Deity topic covers beliefs about God, specifically what God is like, why people believe, why they don't believe, and miracles. Christians see God as obviously very important. God is seen as having a number of qualities to describe his power. Some of these are the omni-words, like omnipotent, meaning all-powerful, omnibenevolent, meaning all-loving, omnipresent, meaning everywhere, and omniscient, meaning all-knowing. In addition, they describe God as eternal, meaning everlasting, transcendent, meaning above all, and imminent, meaning within all. These last two terms do contradict each other. Christians would probably reply that since God is God and omnipotent, he can be above and yet within everything at the same time. A central idea about God for Christians is the doctrine of the Trinity. This is the idea that God has three different personalities or aspects, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Father is the Creator, the old man on the cloud who made the world and judges everyone. The Son is Jesus, God incarnate, meaning in human form. Christians believe he came to earth to save others from sin, and his sacrifice on the cross allows Christians to, be, allows Christians to reach heaven and remove sin from everyone. For Christians, Jesus is the Saviour and Messiah, the one who saves all. In the Bible, he is quoted as saying, I am the way, the truth, the life. No one gets to the Father except through me. I am the way, the truth, the life. No one gets to the Father except through me. They see him as both fully human and fully God. Again, this idea doesn't make sense, but it's important to Christians to believe it. Finally, in the Trinity, there is the Holy Spirit. This is often depicted in pictures as a dove or a flame above people's heads. It symbolizes the non-physical aspect of God that lives within Christians and helps them when they need guidance. There's a quote that supports this in the Bible. Your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. This is suggesting that the Holy Spirit is within all. Having covered beliefs about God, we're now going to look at why some do or do not believe in God. It's impossible to cover all reasons, so I'll give you just a few. People can be described as a theist, i.e. someone who believes in God, an atheist, someone who doesn't believe in God, or an agnostic, which is someone who's not sure. There are many reasons why people do believe in God, one of which is the cosmological argument. This is the theory that everything in the universe has a cause, therefore the universe itself must have a cause. The only possible cause is God, and therefore the universe must exist. This is a simple argument, but putting it in an essay shows an impressive knowledge and philosophical thought. There are a number of criticisms that can be made. One is the scientific theory of the Big Bang. This presents an alternative explanation of how the universe could have been created without God. Critics of this, and supporters of the cosmological argument, could point out that the Big Bang still leaves the question of what caused the Big Bang. The obvious response to this is to say, what caused God? Another reason to believe in God is near-death experiences. These are when people die and are brought back to life. When they are alive again, they often claim they saw or met God, went to heaven, or similar actions. And so as a result, people believe in God. 
Counter-arguments include points like the idea that this is just the body preventing you from going to shock by providing a comforting, familiar idea. There are many other reasons why people believe in God, such as holy books like the Bible, their conscience, which they believe is the voice of God inside them, the stories they hear, their upbringing, and many, many more reasons. You can talk about any reason why people believe in God in an exam as long as you explain it and say why or how where necessary. There are also many reasons why people do not believe in God, why they are atheists. It's not possible to speak about them all here, so I'm going to mention just a few. Possibly the biggest reason is what's called the problem of evil. This is the philosophical question as to why God allows suffering. God is meant to be omnipotent, meaning all-powerful, omnibenevolent, meaning all-loving. And yet, we see massive amounts of suffering around the world. People dying of diseases, being murdered, suffering in many, many different ways. If God truly loves us, why does he let us suffer? As a result, many people come to the conclusion that God simply doesn't exist or isn't worthy of worship and praying. There are responses to this question that try and defend God, and we call these theodicies. In a singular, it's called a theodicy. One suggestion is that God allows suffering because we need the potential to do evil to have free will. If we can't murder people, then we can't do good as well. How can we be judged if we are only programmed to do good actions? We must be able to do good and bad to have free choice and to be able to act freely. Another idea is to suggest that suffering makes you stronger and allows you to grow morally and spiritually. In the same way, learning to ride a bike is no real accomplishment unless there's a danger of falling off and hurting yourself. Some of these claims people believe disproves God, and there are counter-arguments as we've just mentioned. But students will often write in an exam that science disproves God. This is certainly not true. Science is a discipline. It's a subject you learn about in school. It's a method of inquiry. It does not disprove God by itself. What it does do is science generally believes that you must have evidence for something to be accepted as true. And the classical scientist position is to say that there is no scientific evidence for God. Another way to phrase this is to say there is no credible evidence for God. There is no acceptable, valid evidence for God. There is a huge difference between saying there is no evidence for God and there is no credible evidence. In an answer, if you're suggesting there's no evidence, you must say there is no credible evidence or no valid evidence because you've probably just talked about the cosmological argument and the Bible, which undoubtedly is evidence. You just need to distinguish between good evidence and bad evidence. As a result, many atheists don't believe in God because they feel there is no credible evidence, there is no good evidence. The final section of the belief about deity topic is about miracles. These are events that happen which seem impossible and cannot be explained scientifically or logically. Sometimes we refer to miracles as being big coincidences. Events like the church choir that, for various different reasons, didn't go to their rehearsal, only for the church to explode five minutes after they were due to start. Eighteen people didn't attend the choir rehearsal for quite legitimate reasons, such as having a flat tyre, having to post a letter... But some people would still consider this a miracle, 
others would say it's purely a coincidence. For some, however, miracles prove God's existence. Some things can't be done by humans alone and could only be caused by an omnipotent God who can do anything. If you look at examples of miracles that you see around the world, some people would say, well, this must show that God is acting in the world, God is doing things. In this topic, you need to be aware of several examples. I would say as a minimum, two Bible miracles, things like Jesus and the feeding of the 5,000. Let's look at this example and talk about what it shows about God. It shows that God is omnipotent. It shows his power because he is able to feed 5,000 people with only five loaves and two fishes. In addition, when they collected the leftovers, there was more than when they started. So this miracle shows Jesus' omnipotence because he can multiply food very easily. In addition, it shows his omnibenevolence, i.e. his all-lovingness, as he is willing to feed 5,000 people. So this miracle is good because it shows different things about God's character and what God is like. Other examples you could use include Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead, which again shows his power as he's able to bring someone back to life, which no one can do unless you're a very, very good doctor, and shows his love because he's prepared to love somebody so much as to bring them back to life. You can also use contemporary, so modern day examples, things like Lords, but make sure you have some Bible miracles on hand as well. There are many who doubt the existence of miracles, since by definition they're impossible, and often people have performed scams and tricks to try and get money or power or attention out of miracles. That, in a nutshell, is the belief about deity topic. As I said at the start, this podcast is not enough to do well on the exam on its own, but hopefully it's picked out some key important points. If you speak to me at break, lunch or after school and tell me that you listen to the whole podcast and prove it by telling me that a certain philosopher called Blaise Pascal had the idea that you should believe in God purely to avoid going to hell, then you will receive some kind of reward. Pascal had the idea that if you believe in God your whole life and die and it turns out there is a God, you've won, you get to go to heaven. If there's no God, you haven't really lost anything. On the other hand, if you live your whole life not believing in God, and God does exist, then you're going to go to hell and suffer. Alternatively, if there is no God, then you don't win anything either. So for him, mathematically and statistically, it's much better and much safer to believe in God. He, this idea has been come to known as Pascal's wager. And as I say, if you come find me and tell me about it, break, lunch, or after school, you will receive some kind of reward in the form of a chocolate bar, or at least the first person one. Happy revising, and if you have got questions, please don't hesitate to come find me or any of the other members of staff, Miss Hoffman-James and Miss Burton-Evans, for help. Good luck.